0: Co-worker of yours.
2: Pull up a Bloody Mary, a Mimosa, or some prune juice. Does he have some magic in him? Knicks drops back and get a serving of Blazers, Ducks, Beavers, and other hot menu items. Underneath touchdown ducks! Wow! This is Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher. Oh! On the Odyssey app and 1080.
3: All these things are true. I wouldn't lie. I I don't lie to you guys, baby. The
4: fan. Hour number two here on Sports Sunday. Rashad Taylor, Joe Fisher, Jordan Schultz. We are kicking it here. And uh, we're pretty excited for what's about to come up here because it's the end of this WGC match play semi final. And what is cool about this, Rashad, though, is that they will play this round of golf and then they have another round of golf today for the championship for the final round. So these dudes have to play two rounds of golf in a day for this tournament. That's brutal. I know. Just That's the, just, brutal. Just the thought of it. God, just the worst, man. I feel so bad for these guys. But I don't feel bad for this guy on the phone right now because we have Marcus Greets, former Tenny to the fan personality, former Oregon State Beaver, and current Sports Anger at CBS 8 down in San Diego. Former best-looking guy here at 1080 The Fan. Mm, that's debatable. That's no debatable. longer the case, though. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. But Marcus Greaves is on the air right now. Marcus Greaves, what's up, man? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Fellas. What's going man, on, bro? I can tell you how excited I am, man. Dude. You, know, you sent me the text yesterday, and I was like, this is a match made in heaven brother so,
3: so you don't respond to my
5: text though bro what's up with that <laughs> oh my gosh Rashad come on, come on bro. bro come <laughs> on bro you know what it is man <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay I I thought it was beef for a second dude um I mean yeah I mean we we won't uh, we'll get into the reason why I had you is because you know you're you're Aztecs San Diego State they got a big game today but before we get into all of that man it was what four four years ago you moved down to San Diego
5: four years brother i'm going on year uh year two now so two
4: i think it's four years I left that he left the fan he left us oh that's
5: what and, it was
3: yeah went went somewhere locally but yeah man out there in san diego that's that's got to be dope
4: yeah no i was yeah. gonna say i'm sure it sucks and i'm sure you're like god why did i ever ever leave portland it's just i i can't stand it here it's a terrible decision i'm sure right
5: you know here's the thing i absolutely love the city now I still am adjusting sometimes that during NFL season, since there's no Chargers here, every once in a while, you know, I'm reading the highlights out, out of the station, and I'll say the San Diego Chargers. And I didn't think it was that bad of a problem, you know, big of a deal at all. And, you know, I apologize once or twice, but the first time I ever said it, I get back, like, my second day in the studio, and I have, like, a, like 400 emails. <laughs> They were like get this new sports guy out of town. He doesn't know the difference between the L.A. and the and San Diego Chargers. Get him out. We've already had enough. And I was like, Well, maybe it's time to go back to the fan, man. <laughs>
4: hey, hey, it can't be any worse than the text line. All right. I mean,
5: I oh brother. That <laughs> thing is. That thing is. I already know it's going off right now. I'm like, why is this guy back over? No, here?
3: My my first show. I called. Uh, I was going through a whole bunch that day, but my very first show. I called. Uh, baseball uh, runs points. Oh, and boy. the text line went crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it was boy. just one of those things. Yeah, there's there's no room for mistakes in this list line of work.
4: Well, I mean, Marcus, you brought it up. I mean, you moved down to San Diego two years ago. And um, I mean, what's like the adjustment been like? You come up, you come from Portland where you got an NBA team and that's about it. You got your Ducks and you got your Beavers, obviously. But then you go down to, I mean, a, really a top market in the U.S. You got an MLB team the n f l team just bails, so then I mean like it's kind of like portland where you have almost one one show in town what what's been like adjusted down there uh, as far as covering sports in san Diego?
5: yeah it's definitely much different and you being used to you know football basketball ducks beavers blazers it was a really great setup in portland that's why I love the city and I love covering the sports there and I love it here too, but it's so much different because it's it's tennis it's golf it's all the sports that I'm absolutely terrible at, and I love watching, but I'm like, why can't I do that? So it makes it much worse. So <laughs> now here's, here's a quick story to complain. I was able to go play down in the Torrey Pines when the Farmers Open was here. They let all the media players go play. And first of all, I go out there thinking, I'm an athlete. I can make something shake. That's just how we think. I don't know why, but it's just. We always think we can do anything. Yeah, just put the ball now, in my and, hands and I and I got it done. Put yeah, and coach. And and after the first hole, to put it in perspective, the first hole, you know, the rough on the on the edges of, was pretty tough. But I, I took some golf lessons when I was younger. My grandfather gave me them, so I know how to play. That's why I was saying I have a little bit of confidence. Man, when I got out there, by the end of the first hole, I lost fourteen balls, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do this ever again. <laughs> and we had the whole. Like I was so done with golf after that that <laughs> it was just tough. But to be honest with you, man, the sports it's really cool from a broadcast perspective. It just gives you a whole different sense of broadcasting. You got to call things differently. You got to adjust a little differently because you know you can't just live off of the highlight dunks or the big catches or the touchdowns. It's like you got to know your stuff to be here because anybody who's here, you know, they're probably towards retirement. They enjoy. The rich folks sports the ones that are a little less a little, little slower pace i think that's been it's been an interesting adjustment but it's been obviously a great time
3: san diego is my absolute favorite city in the united states i don't know if there is a cooler place better weather you know hotter chicks i think san diego is <laughs> off top one of the dopest places uh, in the world, what's yeah, I'm been sure your...
4: young athlete Marcus Greaves on oh, TV man. is just not having a yeah, terrible seriously. time out there yeah. with the ladies. He he looks gross, right? You know, so, hey.
3: what's been what's been the the best part uh, for you as far as getting used to a new city?
5: I think it's just been the the chance to to meet a whole bunch of different people, and it was funny. I was just talking to my coworkers about this the other day. Before I moved here to San Diego, because when I took this job, you know, I'd never been here before. I had no idea what it was like. There was only two things I could base it off of. I was told one time by one of my former teammates after spring break. I'm not going to go into full detail. He said, "Man, I just had spring break down in San Diego and blankety blankety blank." He gave me all the details <laughs> I needed, and it sounded like I needed to move there or at least visit. Straight up. And then, and then second was I watched Anchorman, and I. So that's about it. Those the two <laughs> things I had. So I was like San Diego. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, it was it's a party city, and I thought the whole thing was on the beach, which it's not. I learned that very quickly, and then I watched Anchorman. So I was like, well, this is it, fellas. <laughs> I made it.
3: Have you got lost in the hood yet in San
5: Diego? Uh, if there was one that I could find, it, yeah, oh, it's say. there. <laughs> it's there. I would love to find it. Sometimes, sometimes I go. I try and find it. The food here is great. The environment's great. It's, you know, like right now, I'm looking out my window and it's, I want to probably say 70 degrees don't, and sunny. Uh,
3: you're, you're good. You, know, you, you can stop okay. there. You, you don't <laughs> have to. It was snowing here yesterday, bro. You're so fine. you're fine. That, that lets you know exactly how great our weather is here. So glad you don't miss
4: it. Uh, I, so we'll get into this next segment here. But uh, so, yeah, you posted up in San Diego for the game today. Where are you watching San Diego State uh, versus Creighton? Uh, you gotta yeah, got to be li- in the studio. Where are at?
5: I got my big TV that I have set up right now. That was not a flex. I promise I spent too much money on this TV. Uh, Sitting right in my living room. I got my notepad ready. I got my notes ready. I'm just going to observe. It's going to be an interesting matchup. And I don't know why. I don't know if this is our easy segue into this matchup with Creighton. I feel like I'm almost more nervous for this game than I was against Alabama. And I don't know how I feel about that. Interesting,
4: interesting. Well, uh, yeah, we have you on for this half hour. I wouldn't be surprised if it turns into forty five minutes. To be honest, because we got this game to talk about, we got some beavers to talk about with you. Cause <laughs> <Let's> go baby! <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, they had a great year, and they uh, they made some moves in the off season. We got to talk to you about your boy DJU down there. Um, And, yeah, just catch up with you, man. So uh, we will do that next. We'll talk about the San Diego State matchup against Creighton Elite Eight with Marcus Grease, former fan personality, Oregon State Beaver, and sports anchor at CBS 8 right here on Sports Sunday.
6: When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply.
7: How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today.
2: you're listening to sports sunday with rashad taylor and joe fisher on the odyssey and 1080 the fan
4: that's right we got marcus greaves cbs 8 san diego former fan personality and oregon state beaver uh You know, of course, this is going to happen in your career, Marcus, where it's something happens in San Diego with the Aztecs or Padres, and then everybody starts emailing you and clamoring, come on our show, talk to us, please. And uh, I can't imagine that feels good, but also like somewhat annoying, like, oh, oh, now I'm important. Now you want to talk to me, huh?
5: (laughs) Hey, man. You know what? After I, uh, I was thinking back to it as well, is that, man, I used to be a front desk guy at 24 Hour Fitness in Portland, now... I get to talk sports, and I did get to talk sports in Portland and here. I'm not complaining anymore.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. Well, speaking of talking sports, man, uh, the talk of the town, the talk of the world is the tournament right now, and we know the Aztecs are all of one game away from making to the Final Four, a five-seat. Now, being real, us here in the Northwest – we know very little about the San Diego State team. So mm-hmm. kind of enlighten us, man.
4: Speak for yourself. It's... I know this team like the back of my hand. Yeah. What's that on the back of your hand, though, bro? Did you notice that? <laughs> don't
3: worry
5: about it. Exactly. About
3: so, man, Marcus, tell us for the people that don't know, who is the San Diego State team and, and how good are they?
5: So here's the thing with this Aztecs team, and I think that as the tournament's that's going on, you know how it is. Once a team starts winning more, everybody starts to fall in love with them. Obviously, we've had the chance to cover the Aztecs all season long. Now, they they won 30 games, which is already impressive. You know, they have a 30-6 and six record. But the thing about this Aztecs team, which I don't think a whole lot of people consider when you play them, is that they are loaded with seniors, transfers, and, like, six-year guys. So you got Matt Bradley, who's probably their best scorer. He came from Cal. This is his sixth year. You have another guy like a Gweka Rope. He's a senior. He's been here forever. Keyshawn Johnson, you get a transfer like Darion Tramel. I mean, the, the list that keeps going on is that all these guys have a ton of experience playing college basketball. And I think when you go up against a team like Alabama, like they did last, uh, a couple of days ago, where that's the number one team in the country, everybody thought Alabama was going to steamroll San Diego State. But also keep in mind, Alabama has a bunch of young players. You know, Brandon Miller, their best player is what, maybe 20 years old, San Diego State. And they said on the broadcast, there's a bunch of grown men. They got 22, 23-year-olds playing. These guys play tough, hard-nosed defense, which is what head coach Brian Dutcher preaches. There's a couple times I asked him during the season, Coach, you know, you guys are you guys only scored like 40 points tonight, you know, but you guys still got the win. Uh, offensively, something needs to shake, right? And he's like, nope, as long as we play defense, I don't care. Like, <laughs> that is the main staple. He said the shots will come, but we are all about defense. And I think we saw that against Alabama as well. They gave Alabama probably the best game I've I've seen a Mountain West play team play in a long time, fellas. I mean, from start to finish, they're tough, they're experienced, hard nosed defensive team. Offense is extremely secondary to them. You match that with they got those super athletic guys like Keshaw Johnson. He's a he's a forward six seven guy, kind of just to be honest with you, he's just a lob machine. And then you have another guy like Jaden LeD 6'9", 260 forward, and that guy is nothing but a wrecking ball. So they got all the pieces, in my opinion, to, to at least make it to the Final Four. I haven't been watching Creighton like I should have been, I guess, but an interesting piece to it is that Creighton knocked him out of the tournament last year. So ah. the 76 team has – they have experience, they have the leadership, and they have the team. Now can the offense come when they needed to, like it did against Alabama?
4: Hey, that's a that's a great pull, though, Marcus. You're like, ah, eh, shouldn't uh, should watch them a little bit more. But I do know this: that Creighton. <laughs> that that's what you get. That's what you get when you call the sports anger down in San Diego. Those little tidbits right there. Man,
5: uh, I learned it from you, Joe Fisher. Don't act <laughs> like I didn't. Don't, you don't, you don't
4: absolutely pretend. did not. I, I I am sure of that. If anybody <laughs> was Swigard, you got that from. Hey, um,
5: my guy. <laughs>
4: hey, I, and with San Diego State. How does it feel to be the last remaining Pac-12 team in the tournament? Oh, wait, not, not yet, not yet, though. But not, not yet, Mar- Marcus. I I do hear it up here a lot, and I'm sure you've heard it. I mean, you're you're in somewhat Pac-12 country as well. I mean, not for much longer because the UCLA and USC and those SoCal teams are going to be bailing. But there's been talk up here, obviously, as San Diego State and what other schools could potentially join the Pac-12. And I don't know about you, but when San Diego State gets brought up here, it's a very much like a, eh, meh, eh, San Diego State, who cares? Uh, do you, I mean, I know you might have that little bit of bias in you being down in San Diego, but do you feel that same way? I mean, again, they're the last remaining West Coast team in the tournament right now. They can hold their own against the Pac-12 in football. So uh, what do you say to probably some of the Monday through Friday guys? That don't think that San Diego State should be in the Pac-12.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing with San Diego State, and I do understand from a from a standpoint of when you think of teams that are going to join the Pac-12, especially with the state that it's in right now, you kind of want like the loud and sexy teams. That's like, you know, these guys are going to join. So say, you say Gonzaga for basketball will join the Pac-12. You'll be like, absolutely, yup. Throw them in there because they're a national powerhouse every year. I think the thing with San Diego State is they need, uh, right now, with basketball, with football, they're the winningest, percentage-wise, they've been the winningest college program in both football and basketball record combined since, like, 2010. I saw this stat the other day, and I didn't believe it. Over Alabama, over Georgia, LSU, you know, all these teams, Ohio State, they have the best winning percentage from a, for a college. And you think, like, these guys should be bigger than they are, right? And I think the big thing is is that basketball-wise, they're taking care of it. We see it right now in the tournament. I think a lot of it more is, is football. You know, football does the numbers for any sport. That's why they always say NFL dominates. But you, you watch San Diego State, record-wise, fantastic. You know, they're getting you 10 wins, 11 wins every year, making it to a bowl game and whatnot. But then you see the product on the field, and you're like, this isn't – this isn't matching Pac-12 play. And that's no disrespect. San Diego State's a great team. But what I think a lot of us are used to in the Pac-12 football world is, you know, you get the Brandon Cooks. You have the Marcus Mariota's. You know, now don't get me wrong. San Diego State's had some dudes before. But at the same time, you know, if you're going to come to the Pac-12, you've got to bring a, a sexy product. Because if with a conference that's kind of hanging on by a thread, you need that sexy product to be there, be in – the spotlight of being in the Pac-12, you know, with the big offense, the the you know the tough defense, find something to get the viewers out there because right now I think San Diego State, the problem that they're facing football wise, to be honest, is that they're winning games, but they're your grinded out. I'm, we're going to win twenty one seventeen games, and what I really appreciate from head coach Brady Hoke here is you been like, I'm here to win football games, man. I'm not here to to entertain the fans, you know, and I think. Don't get me wrong, that was an absolute bar that he dropped. But at the same time, obviously, you need ticket sales. You want people to be excited about the product. They are changing things, though. I'm going to tell you this right now. I just went to their spring game the other day. They have a whole lot of young guys with a whole lot of talent. There's a couple guys I was like, you know, selfishly, I was hoping Oregon State would have stolen. I don't know what the heck we were doing, (laughs) but – I think the product is going to get there. I just think San Diego State needs to see a, you know, maybe a bar that the Pac-12 the set. Like, we need you guys here in regards to not the wins, but I guess the, the on the sexy scale, if that makes sense.
4: Oh, totally. And uh... – you know, when you think sexy, you definitely think Brady Hoke. I mean, uh, <laughs> dude, you—you you honestly blew my mind right there. I'm like, holy crap, Brady Hoke is the coach over there. I completely oh, yeah. forgot about that. That is great, coach, <laughs> Um, uh, Rashad, you had something. I
3: did, man. So you moved out there at a kind of a weird time. The Pac-12 is going through some um, some changes, as we know. But um, what's it been like to kind of been covering the Pac-12? for you know the first few years of your of your career as far as working in journalism and, and now completely to a completely different environment with the Mountain West what's that adjustment been like for you
5: it's been interesting because I don't know if the Mountain West loves football as much as the Pac-12 does now obviously it, they're two different products but with that being said I'm just talking about from the actual standpoint of a fan like here The one thing I can appreciate about Oregon State fans, great example, I'm sorry, Joe, you knew it was coming, but I got to say, is that Oregon State fans, it was win or lose, you just booze, man. Like, I remember being on some absolutely awful football teams, but those fans were always there. They love football. But even when San Diego State, great example, this season, a couple times I went to the games, and, like, these guys, they're not bad. Again, San Diego State's good, you know? They get you 10 wins. And a lot of, you know, I was saying that back in the day, a couple of years ago before Oregon State had the 10-win season, I was saying that if Oregon State even had six wins, there would be a riot in Corvallis because everyone would be so excited. And year in and year out, San Diego State's getting you 10 wins. But the fans just, they just, I don't know if they're, as, if they're just not excited. The product isn't sexy enough for them or what. But they just, it's weird because you go from covering die hard to, we really like football. We like football, but you know the difference in diehard, and we like football is is a big gap.
4: Yeah, it's uh, I like football, but I need to make it to the racquetball club by five.
5: <laughs> it's, I like football, but we have the most beautiful beaches in the world. Yep. So. Hey, th- yeah, hey, I mean,
4: <laughs> you hear that with the West Coast, man? It's like yeah. we we love our sports, but we love to get out and do stuff. It's we keep things in perspective here on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Right? No, we try to. We we know how it's to important. Live. Um, yeah, and I'm, as I suspected, Marcus, we've gone up, gotten up to the half hour and we still haven't covered everything that we want to talk to you about. So you got, you got uh, 15 more minutes with us before the game starts at 11, uh, 1120 ish.
5: Come on, man, I'm ready. Let's go, bro.
4: Dope. All right, one more segment with Marcus Greaves here on Sports Sunday, but first, Jordan Schultz with a Sports Center update. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days. Wind
7: chill. Black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here?
6: Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived.
3: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medella is your reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crownland Port, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Sports Sunday with Rashad and Joe on Portland's Sports Leader. 1080, the Fan.
4: All right, got Marcus Grease back here for one more segment uh, because we have two teams uh, that we want to cover. But first, we're going to cover the team that he was a part of, the Oregon State Beavers. Um, Marcus, dude, what a year last year, right?
5: Man, I'm going to tell you guys, my mental health needed that. (laughs) (laughs)
4: <laughs> oh, yeah, because just being in San Diego, just, oh, God. Yeah, man, right, that's, uh <laughs> how can I escape hey, this you know what? paradise? You know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm sure there are people in San Diego that, you know, they need to have that person to talk to, and they have their moments, so I get it, but, uh, yeah, I'm sure that having that, like you were saying, win or lose, just booze. I'm sure there was a lot of booze in last year because of the wins.
5: Oh, man, <laughs> it's, uh, listen, they're lucky that I work on Saturdays and I and I anchor on Saturdays, <laughs> or it would... I would be an absolute mess or I would have because some of those games between the Fresno state game that they, that they won on the last second or even the civil war game, or I guess it's not called the civil war anymore. The Stanford game. Stanford Don't get me started. I'm telling you, man, (laughs) it was, you can just go down the list, but it just needs
4: to be a segment on your show. Like victory drinks with Marcus Grieve. What is good? And then they switch over to you and you're already four drinks in and it, and then we sponsor it. See, I, I got you. I'll sell it. Don't worry.
5: <laughs> there was a couple of times w- right before I was going down to go do the sports show that, man, I had my phone in my hand. And, like, during <laughs> during a, a sound bite I had to look at the score because they were in overtime. I was like, please tell me they won.
4: <laughs> <laughs> He's falling apart Let's mid-segment.
3: <laughs> man, I know it had to have been tough. The, the one year that Oregon State – and we we think that this is going to be a bit of a trend – but the one year that Oregon State was really, really competitive and really, really kind of one of the stands out, standouts of the Pac-12 and you kind of had to watch from hundreds of miles away as you covered a lot of Mountain West uh, football. But as a beaver, right, as a, somebody who bleeds uh, black and orange, like how great did it feel to watch your beeves play as well as they did and then also go on to beat Big Brother at the end of the year? Okay. You don't have to answer that second part, but yeah, go ahead.
5: <laughs> I it's time for me to say no. Hey, man, I went to
3: UNLV, so I don't have much to, uh, to celebrate about as far as football is concerned. So, yes, I need to know how somebody feels from a,
5: a winning team. <laughs> yeah, man, it was just awesome to see for a couple of reasons, but more importantly, as being a former player, man, there's nothing worse than not – and it's not wasting your years when you don't do great, but it's – you know, college football, you have a picture of what it should be in your head. It should be obviously be a lot of wins. It should be great times. It should be building chemistry. It should be building a program that you just look back on you're like, it was cool that I was a part of that. And I think those guys really got to experience that last year. Now, again, both of you guys know, Oregon State at one point when I was there, people were, were mopping the floor with us. I could give you a million different times that I remember sitting there saying, this is not how college football should be, or at least – I don't want us to be like this. You know, the 49 nothing at halftime against UCLA. The 68-21 beating we took against Washington.
4: Hey, you got 21.
5: You know? <laughs> the I mean, you even throw in a couple of Civil War games, man, where it's like this is not college football. You know, this is not what I pictured it to be. And Oregon State's a better school than this. But to see them dominate like they did this year, I mean, it's just in a testament to Jonathan Smith. And I know it's so cliche that people say culture that's all about changing the culture you change the culture everything changes and the thing for me is their mentality they're no longer like as long as we don't go in and get beat by a lot that's how it kind of was you know it seems like sometimes I already say when I was there but now it's like okay we got to handle business here we got to beat these guys by this way i mean every single game you look at to me they were i mean they were in every game but they just look so much, com- so much more confident, and I think that's a big thing. You know, they- there was games that they shouldn't, in my opinion, they were not playing good enough to win, and they still found a way to win. And that's when I knew it was different. I mean, from a former player, I'm just happy to see that because there's nothing worse than feeling like your college time is wasted with ugly losses.
4: So, that was last season. You got next season. And I'm sure you know, just like all of us up here, that this is a hyped Pac-12 season. Uh, teams were great last year. You've got some quarterbacks that are uh, returning and coming into the conference that are, remaining, uh, that are amazing. And one of those quarterbacks coming in is DJ U. Because I'm not going to attempt to do the last name right now. I don't want to butcher it. But DJ U from Clemson. Former five-star man, it didn't work that well out at Clemson, so he goes to Oregon State without even seeing the campus. Check must have been Mm -hmm. nice. Um, I I said that he was – what is the uh, great Hawaiian spot down there? Is it – Local
1: boys.
5: Yeah, yeah.
4: I said – I was like, I bet you they gave him some ownership in that. That was one of the reasons that they got him down here. (laughs) But but DJU, he's going to be likely the starting quarterback for Oregon State. I mean – you want to talk about expectations. That's something that Oregon State hasn't had for a while. How are you feeling about the team going in this year?
5: Man, you have Martinez returning at running back. You true, true. Ungalele. You got it, it. You got it. <laughs> there it is. You got him coming in at quarterback. You still got a lot of great guys returning. I think keeping the majority of the coaching staff together has been huge for the Beavers because I remember having, you know, two or three different offensive coordinators when I was at Oregon State so actually yeah three different when I was there um I think it's just big that they have they kind of have everything set you know there's no more like okay you have to you have to figure out how this offensive coordinator likes to call things or this one or that one it's they're only focused on moving forward now you look at their schedule to be honest with you it's pretty favorable you got San Jose State UC Davis you played San Diego State in Corvallis, which yes, I will be at that game. Oh boy! And yes, I love Aztec fans, but I will talk a mess to y'all. I am a—I am <laughs> so prepared for that. A couple of my coworkers went to San Diego State, and I remember telling them we made a bet. I said Oregon State beats them forty-eight to seventeen. Oh. Now, don't repeat that because <laughs> I am a—I am a diehard Beaver. But you know that could be San Diego State's only loss, but. You know, you just to be honest with you, you, look at the schedule, and it's really favorable. You get Utah, Utah at home, UCLA at home. Um, the big thing for me is what's Washington going to look like? They're probably going to be good again, but you get them at home. I mean, it's it's matching up to be a pretty decent schedule for you. Now, the thing that they did last year that they need to do this year is those tight games, those close games. They need they made the plays late in the game that helped them get the win. Can they do that again this year? With a guy like DJ, can you get the best out of him? We already know he's talented. I think Coach Smith is going to even take him to the next level of being even, even better, and I'm excited to see that. You got all the pieces to do it. Now you lose your best defensive guy, Omar Spates transfers to LSU, which I could have a 10-hour show talking about how heartbroken I was <laughs> when I saw that, but, you know, I think they're just in the right position right now. And they've built enough around the program, uh, built up enough players and brought in enough talent that these guys are a serious threat, you know? And so I saw some people even gave Oregon State a chance to make the playoffs, which is crazy. Wait, but is it? I never thought I would ever see Oregon State, the Beaver logo next to Ohio State and Alabama. I mean, <laughs> the
4: 12 team doesn't start for a couple more years though, right? Oh, shots fired. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
5: Hey man, I'm still waiting for y'all to to ride that wave and and get that natty. You guys deserve it, right? That
3: uh, no. <laughs> uh, ish. We, we have a weird relationship with the Ducks right now, mm-hmm. and there, you know, it's not quite the way we thought it'll be. But you just you just laid all that stuff out about the Beavers and what people, some people expect. So based on everything you just said, Marcus Greaves, what do you expect for your Beavers for this 22-23 season?
5: You heard it here, man. I'm gonna say I think they only
4: team they move- season,
5: right. Whoops. Yeah. 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 Twenty
4: three, twenty four, yeah.
5: I want I'm gonna say this. I think they lose one game this year. <laughs>
4: Whoa. Yeah. We're going with Whoa. the Alex Crawford Oregon State prediction right now. No, no,
5: no, no. Only because I think I think you can be you could beat Washington at home. I think you can beat teams, you know, like UCLA at home, like Utah at home. Now The only thing is that Oregon State will always lose a game that they shouldn't lose. That's just how it is. I hate it. You guys know how it is. That's just how college football works. Colorado with Deion Sanders. This might be the hottest take. I said that they might be the fifth team in the conference. But I think that might be Oregon State's only loss. It's on the road. It's against the team that's going to be hyped. Deion Sanders' kid, as much as everybody has so much to say about Deion, he he brought in a lot of talent there. So I think Oregon State maybe only has one conference loss, but I don't think they make it the playoffs. That that might be a little too much for me. But yes, I do. I I do have my Oregon State glasses on, and I can picture myself drinking a shot right now or taking one, <laughs> at impulse in Corvallis. So that's why I'm saying it.
4: <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I am down to seeing eleven and one Oregon State season. I I am totally up for that. I am also up for that one loss being to Colorado. I would prefer that one loss to be to Oregon. Hell, I'd prefer two losses and one of those to be to Oregon. But um I do have to ask you this. This will be our uh, probably the last question is I got to test the baseball acumen. And well, I baby.
0: also
4: I also have to ask, how does it feel to cover a uh, a team in your market that actually wants to win a championship and is actually trying
5: to win a championship? <laughs> Man, I was so excited because now I love now, I love baseball. Now, was baseball the number one sport that I covered? Obviously not, because there wasn't any in, in Portland. But the thing is, is that I didn't know how intense San Diego fans could be. But covering the Padres in the playoffs last year, that moment where they beat the Dodgers, I had never seen the city act like that. I'm like, it was it was unreal. Just after the like, The celebration, there's people on top of cars downtown. Like I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) It looked like I I thought we won a championship. But the thing is, man, covering these guys, it's so interesting because baseball players are so low-key, and they're so laid back. They're like, yeah, you know, Juan Soto just signed a a fat, you know, hundred-and-something million-dollar contract. And he just, like, casually walks in, and he's like, hey, man, how you doing? I'm like, bro, you're like – You're a millionaire, like $100,000 or $100 million, and you're just strutting around here like it's not a big deal. I don't know, man. Baseball players blow my mind. It's been a great time covering baseball. The Padres this upcoming year, I know we dropped a lot of cheddar, man. It'll be interesting to see if it all pays out because right now, a lot of people, as you know, are probably predicting them to have a damn good season. But if they don't meet those expectations, you guys didn't hear it from me. I don't know. I don't know who to blame.
4: (laughs) Well, um,
5: not, not too much Padres stuff.
4: Well, yeah, man. I mean, as a baseball fan and hosting a baseball show, Hot Corner, seven and nine, you can hear me and Jordan there with Patrick Harris. Shameless plug. Um, yeah, Padres <laughs> are they got a lot of hype around them, and as you said, yeah, they're handing out bags left and right to players. Um, so it'll be intriguing to see them. It'll be intriguing to see what happens with San Diego State here in about 30 to 45 minutes. And it'll be intriguing to see what happens with your Oregon State Beavers this year. And, yeah, if you're going to be up in town for that San Diego State-Oregon State game, I might have to figure out a way down there myself. Or you just come up here, and we'll have to link up somehow. I know damn well I'm going to have to get down to San Diego, though. Um, we had, like, two people in, the, in our uh, – one in sales, and then someone in the music department moved down to San Diego also. I got another friend down there. So I feel like it, it is uh, well-justified me coming down to San Diego to come visit.
5: Oh yeah, Rashad. Don't, there. don't be quiet over there.
4: Either, Come on, man. man. I'm already.
3: I'll, you already know. I'm. I'm coming. You text me back, bro. Say, we can get this popping.
4: man. Yeah, sports Sunday field trip to uh, San Diego. Yeah, I, I'm sure we can expense that, right? I mean, well,
3: you work in sales, man. You can figure it out. <laughs> Shoot.
4: Yes, I, uh, <laughs> I, I. I have a client down in San Diego that I have to go on, see baby. for uh, a whole which week. wouldn't
3: be a total lie.
4: Huh? You know, we're just saying. Yeah, just we'll, saying, man. We'll see if we can fudge the numbers, Marcus, dude. Thank you, bro. My Thank brother. you so
3: much, man. It's been a pleasure.
4: Yeah, we're going to get you back on, man, no doubt. Um, whether it's uh, Oregon State football season, if the Padres are getting to the World Series, you're our, you're our San Diego connect now. You're our guy.
5: Let's go, baby. Hey, Rashad, man, just thought i text you. I'm texting you back right now.
4: You can't text me <laughs> back right now, man.
3: you lying, bro. But either way, man, I appreciate you, man. And Marcus, man, I'm so- I think I could speak for everybody here at the fan. I'm so proud of you, yep. and so happy for dude. you, bro. And you really deserve, you know, everything that you've earned at this point. So, man, just keep killing it for us down here, bro.
5: I appreciate that so much, you guys. And just know, I wouldn't be here without the fan. So every single one of you guys helped shape me into the broadcaster I am today, man. Whether you believe it or not, I promise you, you did. So well, you deserve I it, my guy. You guys, man.
4: All right, we'll catch up soon, Marcus. You have a good one, and uh, go Aztecs. Go Aztecs, baby! Y'all boys take care. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, that was Marcus Greaves. Um, great catching up with him. Just great dude. Loved his time when he was here at the fan. And um, yeah, like you said, Rashad couldn't be happier for him, man. That dude, like it was evident pretty early. It's like get get him on TV.
3: Oh man! When again? When you when you played, you know, at a school like Oregon State. And honestly, when you got the bone structure that dude has. <laughs> Look at those cheekbones. You don't waste them on radio like you do with <laughs> ugly guys like us, man. You put him in front as much as you can.
4: For sure. So glad to talk to Marcus. Like I said, we'll have him back most definitely during the Oregon State season, baseball, whatever. He's our San Diego guy now. So uh, we got one more segment. Let's uh, tie a bow on it and talk about something super positive and super great, and that's the Portland Trailblazers, huh? anybody
3: <laughs> huh? you just you just really high
4: to really oh, low yeah. all of a just, sudden hey just keep stacking those l's baby all right we finish up sports sunday next here on 1080 the fan
9: Tacovis is a terrific boot brand and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making so they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots but they've innovated on comfort style and service
6: That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co.
3: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball.
2: You're listening to Sports Sunday with Rashad Taylor and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey and 1080 The Fan.
4: Well, we ain't got no problems over here, but the Blazers certainly do. Tons of problems. Uh, well, I don't know. Do you consider losing at this point in the season a problem? Because I find that a good thing.
3: When you become to, when you go to tank mode and you're resting four of your players and you take, you're keeping your star player out for the next nine games, you are officially, like before we were just bad. <laughs> right. Let's be real. They yeah. weren't tanking. They weren't trying to tank. They just sucked. Now they're an officially like they're official. Like we suck. We're tanking.
4: Uh, well, it was just came out uh, yesterday, I believe, from Shams uh, reported it.
8: Shams Shirania. Yes, Mr. Uh, Sources
4: guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Let me just listen to everything Golden State says. So I, about I'm Gary never going
8: to believe anything he writes again. Just so you know, he he had Jason Quick attached to this, and that is why I believe this story. But yeah, yeah.
4: No, I mean, I. I won't go that far, but it was a bad look where I mean Moraine was even saying that he's like they didn't check in with anybody with no. the Blazers, that Gary Payton stuff. Anyways, yeah. I digress. Other other um, segment, yeah. Damian Lillard. Uh basically they're they're gonna be shutting him down. I wanna find the exact tweet because it, it kind of made me laugh, where Shams was like the Blazers are concerned with uh, a calf. Are taking precautions as Lillard deals with a calf injury, verbal vomit. But yeah, precautions because of a calf. Yeah, okay. I, granted, a week or so ago, I was saying like, yeah, Dane, your back hurts. Wait, no, it's your hip. Wait, it's uh, no, it's your ankle. Whatever. Just get him out of the god, the gosh dang game. All right. And I'm glad I stopped myself right there. But well, um, I almost, the almost had a moment. <laughs> I got the dump. <laughs> Yeah, but that's hey, that's the true Blazer fandom in me coming it's... out. There's a lot more colorful it's words gritty. than that, but Blazers are shutting down Dame. Who would you say is not playing
8: tonight? It's Dame, Grant. It's like everybody. Every, all four, four out of the five starters at the beginning of this season, and the other starter was traded in Josh Hart now on the Knicks. So no one on the court to start the game for the Blazers today, as they did game. And I
4: just got a a, a text. Um, they're they're seeing if I can get some running tonight, five to ten minutes. The Blazers are asking me. Joe can Fish they contract. Is suit up. Dude, yep, that's they, like
8: a three hundred thousand dollar deal right yeah, there. I got you.
4: some things going on today, though. I don't. I don't know if I can make it. But uh... I'll play
3: if they need me, guys. <laughs> I'll play how some. Great,
4: minutes. How great would that be if there is just like worst franchise in the NBA? I know that they've done the open tryouts, but it's like, hey, you know what? R- remember when the Jets?
3: You know, and yeah. they did. They made a whole movie about it. Mark Wahlberg was the star. That was the. Was that? I Vince think that's the Eagles. The Eagles. Excuse me. Eagles, yes, yeah, the Eagles. Excuse me. Yeah, Vince Papali, and yeah. they made a whole. Movie Invincible? about it. What the if they yeah. just allowed people to just come and do an open run for the Blazers? Well, to again, see if they like, can play
4: for the rest of the season. Who is the worst team record-wise? Pistons, Spurs, one of those two. Like, let's say they had a yes, prom- the Let's say they had a promotional night one night, like last game of the year. The five-minute, like, w- we will run a contest. We'll run tryouts, and we will give a roster spot for one night for someone to play like five minutes on this court with our. T- we're not gonna do anything. Let's just give this guy, you know, a chance to ball. Let's put him on the court, give him a jersey. Oh, I'm sure that people that have been trying to make the league for years would absolutely love that promo night.
3: Listen, <laughs> There's all the dude in
4: G League, like, what the hell is this? Are yeah. you kidding
3: me? All I need is just one I just need to be able to say I checked into an NBA game. Here's the box score. Look, zero minutes, zero
4: points. Do we I I want to get Carl, fifty-five year old over at the Y that just has an absolute J. He just knows his shooting form and just post him up at the baseline and Oh, Carl, with another three-pointer. Amen. And then he gets himself a 10-day. And before you know it, Carl at 55 is in the end. Carl's NBA. a nightmare to guard, too. <laughs> just a menace
8: on the three-point yeah, line. Th- this is the part of the season where you have, like, a, a video analyst or an assistant coach suit up just to take some minutes. I mean, back when the Mariners were still tanking uh, during their pandemic-shortened season, wasn't it their president who's now gone that said, like, you're going to see my tubby tummy out there in left field before <laughs> you're going to see Jared Kelnick or some of the guys that they didn't want to start their service clocks on yet. Oh, exactly. Exactly.
4: Um, but Blazers, you can win tonight with your ragtag group against the Thunder. Uh, because as I said at the beginning of the show, Joey and a friend of his and his mother are going to the game. So, this was uh, this is because uh, about how half the team isn't playing and that yeah. I'll be
3: out there soon enough. No, we should um, tell him, we should bring him in here and tell him, just yeah, get his reaction. Ray- 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 so shade and
4: sharp day today. Yeah. Hey, hopefully, <laughs> honestly. Um, but. <laughs> Reuben Patterson bobblehead night. Like. Stop.
8: <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, self-proclaimed with, Kobe stopper. With that being said, though, um,
4: the Blazers season it, it's officially over. You know, I mean, I th- I think that we can come to terms with that that it's over, and we can start you know living our lives beyond that, which uh, feels good. But this is also becoming a tradition now, a yearly tradition, where Joey gets to go to a late season game when the team is completely out of it. And we're fighting for lottery picks and I'm like, you know what? You can have this one game just because he's in attendance, all right? But after that, you better lose the last eight, Portland. Wonder- and they have wonder games- why Trent Watford is his favorite player. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's so cold. Yeah. Yeah, well, he is, and he's good, you
3: know. But you he, know, when the, he is when those are the only player. players, when those are the only players you see play consistently, like you begin to think that those are the stars of the team.
4: Man, really. I can't tell you how depressing it was seeing some of my tweets from like October about this Blazers team the other night. <laughs> what 11, 12, and four? What was their start? Yeah, like it, how awesome they were going to be? Oh, yeah. It was a lot of you know, and it, it tracks being a Blazer
8: fan. You, uh, you know. You get way too high with the highs, you get way too low with the lows. Well, you also thought you were going to have Gary Payton as a midseason addition coming back from injury. There were a couple of pieces that made you think, along with Grant you know, being that 3 and D guy that you needed, like, hey, this team, they're not going to be a championship team, but could this start to come together for these supporting pieces that Dame needs? No.
4: No. No. Portland is seriously considering shutting down Dame. Yeah, well, it should have been... (laughs) That should have been done. Should have gotten oh, that hallelujah.
8: what was that win that they got against? I can't remember who it was last week, but it's like, why? Why are you winning? The Bulls. The yes. Bulls. Why are you winning? Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. It's uh well again, it was a great season, guys. Um I don't care if there's don't lie. Uh, no, it wasn't. nine uh, games left, but uh season was
3: terrible. This is the <laughs> most this is the most disappointing Blazer season that I can remember in a while. Talked to my cousin the other day and he was like, Yeah, I mean I kind of expected, you know, it's kind of what I expected. No, you didn't. None of us expected this. None of us expected to have one of the best players in basketball
8: and be one of the worst teams in the league. This was Dame's 32 season. Come on. Get out of here.
4: And on a positive note, tune in next week because it is a special show for Rashad and I. Yes, it is. It's our WrestleMania show, which is going to be, I mean, I don't know. I might just show up like Randy Macho Man Savage up in here. Oh, you know, oh guys, yeah! You know, show I'm, up in just a, a speedo, just nothing but just a wrestling speedo. I'd rather you didn't, but yeah, <laughs> we can you know we can talk about outfits though. Uh, but tune in because we're gonna have a special guest next Sunday, and uh, we'll start pumping it throughout the week. But definitely tune in; it's gonna be a fun show for Rashad Taylor, for Jordan Schultz, and for Marcus Grease joining the show. Absolutely, this is a fun day. Kicking off our Sunday right, I hope we uh, kicked your Sunday off right, and we will see you guys next Sunday. Enjoy your week. Hopefully it's nice. Hopefully you can get out and golf, do whatever you want. Hopefully the snow stays away. Dear God, what is that? Portland, baby. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Have a good Sunday. Thanks for joining us, and we'll catch you all next week.